Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. You're listening to the JT The Brick Show, where the Raider Nation has come to sound off and react for over 20 years. It's time for JT The Brick. Hey, JT, how you doing, man? Now there's a new team, and everybody's pretty much new, and I got their back. I want this thing to work. Everybody's got to get on the same page. JT The Brick. Yeah, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be last-second losses. There's going to be a draft pick that doesn't make the team. Whatever it is, it's Raider Nation. JT, thanks for having me on. Always great to catch up with you, and keep her going, okay? I'll talk to you soon, man. And now... Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you. Hope everyone's doing great today. Media got a chance to see the silver and black. Josh McDaniels is speaking in about 15 minutes. Come on in for Bobby. I'm in the building today, in the Lotus building today, and I'm excited to hear from you. Big day today. It feels like football season. A little taste of it before the NFL vacation comes where coaches and their wives and their kids leave and go on vacation one last time for the start of training camp when it's real training camp. Not OTAs, which is important when you're building a new team with new players and a culture. And you got to have these. You got to have these and you got to get something out of it. Got to start telling people. And a lot of the guys on the field today and a lot of the guys in the building will not be here. They will not make the team. They will not make the practice squad. Some will make the practice squad, never playing a game this year. But they're Raiders. They're Raiders, and they've been invited to this organization to compete for a position on the team. And I like the roster a lot. We know the holes. We've talked about it at length. We know what needs to be improved. But this will be my 24th year with the team coming up here. And I'll tell you, other than the early Gannon years – Tim Brown, Rice in those years, great players, Tyrone Wheatley, Mo Collins, Lincoln Kennedy, Barrett Robbins, you know, really Greg Beekert, guys you knew were going to be on the roster. It's starting to feel that way now. Ten-win team with a bunch of immovable objects, players who are going to make the team that we don't even have to talk about. I'm not going to spend June, July, and August talking about guys who are on the team. I want to talk about the guys who might make the team and make the team a little bit better. So today we'll talk to Vinny Bonsignor next hour after the Josh McDaniels press conference, which we plan on taking live. We'll hear what the coach has to say. Uh, Tom Looney, my podcast partner, who's fantastic, he's coming on to talk Colin Kaepernick. And Colin Kaepernick broke the internet yesterday and was the biggest story in sports. He was. Biggest story in sports. Even bigger than the NBA. It was. It was bigger than the NBA. They didn't talk about the NBA on the Today Show. They didn't talk about the NBA on Fox News. They didn't talk about it on CNN. They talked about Kaepernick. So Kaepernick had a workout yesterday, and the only thing that we're hearing is from Ian Rappaport, who said his sources say it went well. It should go well. I mean, the guy's fighting for an opportunity to play in the NFL. It should go well. Here's the tweet two hours ago from Ian Rappaport at Rap Sheet. On Colin Kaepernick's workout with the Raiders, sounds like it went well. He impressed. The door is open. All right, so let's dive into this for a few minutes and what this means. No one knows what it means. Nobody. You, myself, Ian Rappaport. So we're all in the same boat together. But it's a good topic for sports radio, isn't it? And the story broke yesterday, an hour and 15 minutes into the show. I had two more interviews. We took a couple of phone calls And this is all pure speculation. But I like speculation on the radio. 
And I talked to a couple of people about it. I've talked to people that said it's a publicity stunt. I've talked to other people that said that he has a chance to make the team. I've talked to everybody on this topic, okay? And I've been covering Colin Kaepernick's entire career, and especially the end of his career as a football player when he took a knee in protest for police brutality. And then what happened after that, wearing the Shea T-shirt, the pig socks, all of that. I'm an expert on this topic because I've been on the radio doing two shows a day through all, throughout all this insanity. Okay, so I've taken every call from everywhere you can possibly get. I got a Ph.D. in Colin Kaepernick. I got a plaque on the wall of taking more calls than maybe anybody on Colin Kaepernick. So I think I'm very astute on this topic. But now it's close to home. And you know JT likes to stay in his lane. DeMond's laughing. JT likes to stay in his lane. Man, I need someone at Backyard Brick. I need the Manello guys. You know, I know where, I know where my bed, uh, bread is buttered even though I don't eat a lot of bread, and I know you don't, Damon, you're a bodybuilder, you don't either. But when it comes to this, what am I going to do now? Well, I've told you, I'm going to have Looney on later because he's watched me evolve on this topic. I was anti-Colin Kaepernick when he took his knee. I evolved on the topic. I didn't like several things he did post-taking a knee, several things that he did, and I made it clear on the radio. It's all documented. But I've evolved on the topic, and I've always believed in one strong, strong opinion. He deserves a chance to play again. That's really the crust of what I say. The guy deserves an opportunity to play again. Now, for years, not months, for years I've told everybody, he doesn't want to play. Because the second he goes and plays and he fails, if it doesn't work out, then he can't go speak at Columbia, he can't go speak at Harvard, he can't go speak on all this, because that kind of changes his message. Right? So if he stays out of football forever and becomes a guest speaker, and make, you make a lot of money in that business, believe me. You make $100,000 a speech. Right? Presidents do, uh, people who want to talk about social injustice, TED Talks, whatever it is. That's, that's his life. The rest of his life is going to be about social injustice and his opinions on how to get social justice out of injustice. A very worthy cause. A very worthy cause where you can have your entire legacy based on that. He's had a nice NFL career, but he might come back and play in the NFL and he might play for the Raiders. So it is a complicated topic because everybody has an opinion on this guy. Everybody has an opinion. If I go to sports bar now, and we're brought to you by PTs, best happy hour in town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. They fuel the monologue. If I went to the PTs or the Sierra Gold here where I go, and there's 12 people at the bar, and I went up to all 12 people and said, give me an opinion on Colin Kaepernick. That's a radio show. They're all going to have different opinions. And some might have common opinions on Colin Kaepernick. My opinion is this as I open up the show today. If he can help the Raiders become a better team, welcome him in. If he can help the Raiders become a better team. If he's not good enough to make the team, it's a moot point. We move on to the next backup quarterback conversation. I believe the backup quarterback position is important around the league because quarterbacks get hurt. It's a very violent sport. Quarterbacks go down all the time. And they have lower extremity interview, uh, in, injuries. They break ankles. They tore ACLs. When they go down, they go down hard. So I think the backup quarterbacks that are here – Kaepernick's had better careers than Stidham and Mullins. There's no debate on that. But I don't know if he's better than them now because I don't know. I haven't been to practice. I can't tell you if he's better than them, nor have you. But Colin Kaepernick, from talking to someone who was in the building yesterday, said he is a freak. They walked by him and said, 
The guy is a freak. I forgot, quote, this is my quote, I forgot how tall he was, how ripped he is, and how athletic he is. And this is from someone who did not see the throwing in the practice, just someone who saw him. So I know that to be true. The guy's a freak athlete. He hasn't played in a long time. When he last played, he wasn't playing at a high level. But before that, he was great. He was fantastic. And the year they went to the Super Bowl and what Harbaugh was able to get out of him. We also know another important topic. If you want to start dialing, get in here quick. we got a busy show. We're taking the press conference. 702-365-9200 on Kaepernick. We're not evaluating a workout because we weren't there. We're just talking about the possibilities of him becoming a Raider or being in the league again, which I think is a bigger topic than him being a Raider. If he comes back into the league again, when he left the league, he was a number one, at minimum a number two. In order to come back into the league, he has to compete for number three, which he should be able to do that blindfolded. And then he has to prove that he can be a number two because when the number one goes down, I don't care how bad your number two is or how average, that guy's going to play. That guy's going to play. And then the final point I want to make on this is that Derek Carr never wants to come off the field. I mean, I, I've seen this before, but nothing like it with Derek. I mean, Derek, Derek got injured a couple of years ago when we had no fans in the building, and Derek could have sat out the rest of the year. There was no need for him to play anymore. He came back the following week and played. Derek Carr did not want Marcus Mariota, and this is not personal. Derek's a great guy, but Derek didn't want to be the guy that all of a sudden Mariota came in, played great, and then there's a conversation on the Raider Nation flagship, Raider Nation radio, that we should bench Carr and put in Mariota. Carr wouldn't let that happen. Carr was going to stay on the field. So it's the same thing here, too. It's the same thing here that whoever the backup quarterback is is not going to touch the field unless Derek gets hurt. But Derek's been on a nice run. He had one significant injury, big injury, that happened in his last game of a regular season, the game before the last game. He didn't play in the playoffs. He rehabbed, so he didn't miss a lot of time. Okay, so he hasn't had bad injuries, and Derek is not going to come off the field especially with these guys as backups. With Mariota, what I find fascinating, I was talking about that with my dad today. My dad's in town, and he, was, he read the paper, and my dad read Ed Graney's column and said, man, this is a really good column. And I said, yeah, Dad, that guy's like the Nevada Sports Writer of the Year 10 years in a row. He's one of the best of all time. And we were talking about Carr and the backups here and all of that. The backup quarterback's going to be nowhere near as good as Derek Carr. We can play a good game, could come in at halftime and win a game. Mariota flashed at times. But whoever's going to be the backup quarterback on this team, it's either going to be Stidham, Mullins, or Kaepernick if they like him, and I don't know if they like him or not. They better be ready to play because Derek has been fantastic with his health, but you never know. And the Raiders have really made it a key here that they're bringing in people that can help them win the Super Bowl. This is not a 4-5 or win team. That's starting to bring in people because the roster isn't good. This roster's tight. It's an offense that is loaded. If they're going to bring in a backup quarterback, you better believe there better be competition at that position. And that quarterback better have an opportunity to play. And if he does play, it's only because Derek is injured and the quarterback is not a stopgap. He's a quarterback like Mariota that could come in and win. Right? There's some really Nick Foles just got signed in Indy behind Matt Ryan. Nick Foles might be better than Matt Ryan for six games. He could be, but he's not going to play unless the quarterback gets hurt. And if I played a game with you right now and said, who's the backup quarterback for the Jets? Who's the backup quarterback 
for the Titans, even though they drafted a young kid. You don't know who he is. So the, the league is mostly full of backup quarterbacks that you never heard of. I think it's a really important position, especially under John Gruden and now Josh McDaniels, because their playbook and their mind is overwhelming with knowledge of offense. You better know their playbook because it's going to be in-depth. And even more so with Josh McDaniels and Gruden, who was a wizard and a genius with offenses, Josh McDaniels likes to jump in with new game plans week to week, where most teams will have a game plan for the entire year. We run our offense this way. We're going to try to run it down your throat. If not, we'll pass, or we're going to pass first. Josh McDaniels will switch. Remember the game last year in Buffalo where they only threw it, what, three times in the game? That was by design. The weather, of course. But they had a game plan, and they dominated Buffalo on the ground. Well, look at all the running backs he brought in. He's going to do the same thing here. But Derek Clark is an indoor quarterback now. He plays his home games in a dome. He doesn't have a radical group of games in the cold weather. This is going to be a grounded and pounded team with a couple of tight ends, fullbacks and running backs who are going to be really good on short yardage. And then we got a big play guy in Devontae Adams, and we got third in Renfro. Can Kaepernick fit in with all that? Sure. If his workout was good. I don't know how his workout went. Ian Rappaport said it went well. Okay. Can't do a radio show on his workout went well. But we can assume that Mark Davis opened the door for the return of Kaepernick to the league. And I haven't talked to Mark about this yet. But Mark Davis is inclusive. This is what Mark Davis does. And Mark Davis would do this. For any quarterback, the name doesn't have to be Kaepernick. could be anybody. He doesn't see color. It's who's going to help my team win. So the way I look at this is the Raiders are going to do anything and everything possible to have the best roster to win games. Good luck to Colin Kaepernick if he makes the team. If he makes the team, we'll all get behind him. If he doesn't make the team, maybe it was Mark Davis opening the door up for a workout. That gets him his second and third workout where he has a better opportunity. Not a great opportunity here in Vegas for him. Derek Carr's the quarterback. He's not going anywhere. He won't let you take a rep. Derek Carr won't even let you. He won't even let you. He won't even take a water break and say, yo, Phil, I, I need some water. No, you're not getting on the field if Derek Carr's there. So it's not a growth opportunity. Derek Carr's not going anywhere. But Kaepernick was a hell of a player when he played. And I always thought, even though I did not agree with him on everything politically, I agree that there shouldn't be any bad cops, and if there are, get them out. I don't agree with everything that he said after that. I don't believe with a lot of statements he made. But the evolution of Colin Kaepernick, we're at a different place with him than we were two years ago, four years ago, six years ago. And I don't care. I don't care. I want peace and harmony on earth. I want no racism. I want everybody to get along. And whoever Josh McDaniels believes can make the team better, I'm cool with. But, wow, what a big story. I mean, Hoda was talking about it today. My mom watches Hoda in the morning, and she was talking about it today. I said, wow, I got to do a two-hour radio show. Two-hour radio show on Colin Kaepernick? Man, let me get out my notes. Thank God I blog. Let me go back to see some of my notes from two, four, six years ago. I was pretty emotional on this topic. And I don't know where Colin Kaepernick stands on the anthem, on Black Lives Matter. I have an idea. I don't know if he's going to kneel again or not. I have no idea. I just want to know if he's good enough to play. And we'll find out here pretty soon. Limon, kind enough to join us as we open up the show before Josh McDaniel's press conference. Go ahead. Hey, what's up, JT? How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. Thanks for the call. All right. 
All right, listen, uh, let's, let's make it real quick. Um, uh, you know what, uh, Kaepernick, if you ask me, I think he'll be a good fit for the Raiders. It's a new team. Um, uh, Carr, hopefully he plays his heart out, and we don't want him out. Hopefully, he would, you know, he takes us to the promised land. But like you said at the beginning, people get hurt. This is a brutal sport, mm-hmm. and they can't get hurt. Now, who else will you want? Somebody with uh, with that kind of resume behind them, with, kind of, with that kind of leadership, mm-hmm. with that kind of uh, uh, presence on the field, or somebody that is nobody? I don't know. I, I think Stidham somebody. I think Stidham is someone because he, he played under – the Patriots, the Patriot way, and he played for Josh McDaniels. I think Stidham's really important because of the comp- – I, lo- I love Stidham in the building because it helps Derek. If Derek wants to take Stidham back to the house for a barbecue to go over the playbook, Stidham's the guy that can go page by page with Derek and say, this is what you do and this is how this play looks great for you. Kaepernick can't do that. Kaepernick hasn't looked at a playbook in how many years, especially a complex Josh McDaniels playbook. So I think Stidham has the front-running shot to be the quarterback because he was brought in by Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. I don't know. And I think Colin Kaepernick has an opportunity to be the Raider quarterback or any backup if he just blows people away. If he doesn't have a good workout and he doesn't prove that his ball doesn't sail and he doesn't underthrow people, because physically he's 10 years younger than Tom Brady, 10. I mean, he's a young guy. He's not old, and he hasn't been touched. In five or six years. So he doesn't have a bruise, a welt, doesn't have a knee surgery. Physically, he's fine. And he's really athletic and fast the last time we saw him run and do all that. But look, a lot of times backup quarterbacks come in just to hand the ball off. Right? But what makes Kaepernick great and makes Mariota great is that they can run the pistol. They can run. You know, third and three with a backup quarterback. If you got a guy that can turn the corner and get you seven yards like Mariota, you want that guy. You're not going to do that with Nick Mullins and probably Stidham. So it's a change of pace quarterback, right? Derek's not a big runner. He can run, but he's not a big runner. And then you look at a guy you know, like Colin Kaepernick, just the way Mariota was. I think the really cool topic to have on this is what's the difference between Kaepernick and Mariota? Because they're really similar. They were really similar. I'd go as far to say that Kaepernick was better than Mariota, and Mariota had some big accomplishments but we know Mariota's better now because he's just been playing much more, and he's going to be the starter, as it looks like, in Atlanta. And Colin Kaepernick can't come and be a starter anywhere right now. He can only be a backup. All right, let's go live to the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Josh McDaniels, the head coach, about to address the media. I say a lot of innocent lives. Um, I know there's a lot of us here that, that have kids and uh, that hit home pretty hard, and uh, a lot of our guys and uh, coaches and <clears throat> people in our organization have have been talking a lot about that, praying for them and their families, and and obviously anybody that was affected by that. So, um, just want to start by, by by talking about that. Um, and then you know, three days in, um, a lot of work uh, that has already been done, a lot of work to do. Um, you know, guys are working hard, as you can see out there, and uh, you know, a long way to go. Uh, excited about you know the guys that we have here and uh, the intentions that they bring every day, uh, the attitude that they're preparing with, uh, what they're trying to accomplish each day. Um, you know, you know, we couldn't ask for more than what we're getting right now. So, uh, a lot of mistakes to clean up, a lot of things to get better at. Um, but 
I like uh, I like where we're at. Josh, Sam Gordon here, Las Vegas Review Journal. Could you tell us, share with us how the workout with Colin went yesterday and what he could bring to this ball club potentially? Yeah, I I won't just by just a, a, a standard procedure. We're not we won't only talk about the people that are on our team. I mean, Dave and his staff have worked out tons of guys, you know, this spring. Um, and and we really don't make comments about the evaluations that we made or, you know, what what they look like, what they didn't look like, strengths and weaknesses, those kind of things. They're kind of, um, you know, private, obviously, for us uh, as we look at things to try to make decisions to make the team better. And, um, you know, if players are added to the team, then obviously we'll talk about them at that point. But, um, you know, I respect the question 100%. I understand. But that's kind of what we'll, we'll, we'll stick to. What did you want to bring him in for a workout? We brought in, like I said, we brought in tons of people for workouts. And if there's an opportunity to improve the team, you know, um, you know, we said it from day one that we would look at every opportunity. And um, you know, he's not the first player that we looked at, not the not the last one. So uh, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to come in and out of this building, and um, you know, have an opportunity to make an impression. And uh, like I said, the evaluations we make are are kind of private for us. And um, you know, if we make a decision to add somebody to the team, then then uh, then we'll do it. Josh, you've been given a ton of information to your team, with new offenses, new defenses. How are they assimilating and grasping it? Are you pleased where they're at? Would you talk about that process? Yeah. Um, you know, I'd say the wheel's spinning pretty good right now. Um, you know, and that's just the nature of this time of the year. Um, you know, the, the you know the hours are a little restricted, so there's less you less you can do in terms of meeting times and, and those kind of things. So um, the mornings are kind of power-packed in terms of information flow. Um, they're doing a great job of trying to stay up with the information, um, you know, and, and they're learning a new language, you know, quite honestly, in, in each phase of the game. So uh, whenever that's the case, the, the first thing you have to do is really start to understand the verbiage. Um, one word can tell a lot of people a lot of things. Um, and, you know, whether we're given the calls or, or, or we're guys, you know, getting the calls, um, you know, there's a lot that can happen. So um, we know there's a lot of variables on each play. Um, you know, like I said, there's a lot of mistakes, but that's how we get better, you know, from, from going out and just trying to compete the way that we can compete now, which is not really physical. But the mental part of it, there's stress out there. We added the music today to simulate some noise. Uh, that just made the communication that much harder. Um, but like I said, the, the intention, the effort, the attitude we have is tremendous. And, um, you know, a long way to go before we can really say we, we got it and we understand everything. Um, but at, after three days of this, I'm pleased with, uh, with kind of where we're headed. Can you, can, you talk about, can you talk about Colton real quick? I mean, obviously, this place speaks for himself at this point, but whether it's a ceiling or scratch surface, what have you learned from him in the time you've been here? Yeah, he's one of our best workers, there's no doubt about it. And you can see why he has improved uh, each year that he's been in the National Football League. Um, he puts a lot of time and effort into it in the facility. Um, you know, he works really hard in the weight room. He's in great condition. Um, he studies hard. So, um, you know, in order to be really good in this league, you know, there's a lot of things you got to do well. And, uh, you know, Colton gives a great effort every day at everything that he's responsible for. Um, you know, he's, he's got things we've identified already that he can improve on, and he's working hard to try to do that. Uh, and we'll continue to work that way as we go into training camp. But, um, you know, he just, he's got a great attitude, a great approach every day. Um, he's got an improvement mindset. You know, each time he walks in the building, uh, he's, you know, he's here early and he stays late, you know. And 
Um, in order to be a really good football player in this league, you got to do some of those things. And uh, you know, Colton's a great leader for us. Um, brings a lot of others along with him, which is great. Uh, affects his teammates in a positive way. Josh, uh, Alex Leather would get a lot of snaps and tackle. Is that mm -hmm. kind of the plan initially for him right now? Yeah, we're we're you know there, there's there's we've been moving him around a little bit. Um, you know, each one of the guys up front. You know, we've got some guys playing center and guard. We've got some pl guys playing on the right side and the left side. Uh, we've got some guys playing tackle and guard. So, um, you know, there's there was a little bit more of a focus of, of that today for him. But, um, you know, ultimately we're going to try to figure out who the best five are that can give us the best chance of success every play. Um, and, and he's certainly working his butt off right now to try to, uh, try to you know, give us the right stuff where and today it so happened, like you said, it was more at right tackle. So um, I like his attitude. I like what he's doing. Um, I like that whole that whole group just works. You know, they they come to work every day. Um, they don't really say a whole lot, and and they grind it out. So uh, pleased with the effort that they're giving us. And again, we're asking a lot of some of those guys in terms of moving uh, because that gives us an opportunity to evaluate multiple people alongside other people. You know, we don't want them to get into a uh, a habit of this is the only guy that I'm ever going to play beside because there's a lot of things that those two people or three people uh, have to talk about and, and a lot of words that mean things to him. So, um, you know, no, he, he's uh, he's doing a good job. You know, we, we false started once today, but, I mean, that that's going to happen uh, when we hit the noise. I was ask you about that. Uh, you mentioned some mistakes. Those are inevitable this time of year, but saw some guys running some laps. Mm -hmm. uh, is that just drawing a line and saying, hey, there's accountability? They, I would say they were probably as just as um, – responsible for that wanting to do that because they weren't it wasn't wasn't a good period you know and um, they they know that I'm not going to be out there cracking a whip on that I mean you know if it's not if it's not we're not doing the right things in a football game there's going to be some consequences and usually they're negative um, and so I think they understand the whole the concept of that we don't play well we don't practice well you know ultimately that's going to lead to bad results so um, we're not having a very good period it's very sloppy lack of communication lack some detail um, and so, you know, just, you know, try to get it back and thought they, they rallied a little bit as practice went on, um, did a better job of communicating and kind of, you know, righted themselves uh, offensively and, you know, and sometimes that stuff can happen. That um, from your perspective, when the players take it upon themselves to, to hold themselves accountable like that, how that, that, that's what you want, you know, that's what you want ultimately. Um, you know, I mean, I, Certainly, you know, there's there's an element of direction and, and those kind of things. But um, when they understand what the standard is and they realize that they're not living up to it, um, you know, that, you know, that, that means you got them, you know, thinking the right things, you know. And uh, if there's anything I can say about this group, I think they believe in, in themselves, their teammates, what they're doing, how they work. And, um, and they want to put their best foot forward every day. And so uh, when they don't, you know, I think they, they recognize that and they know they can do better and, and they will. Josh, Derek is obviously your guy. You just you guys gave him the massive contract extension. Mm -hmm. But given the Kaepernick's popularity and all the attention that comes with this, do you, do you have to give Derek a heads up and say, hey, going to bring him in for a workout? Is there any conversation there? I mean, I think Derek's pretty comfortable with where he's at. I think he knows who he is for us. I know he knows how I feel about him, how we feel about him. And, um, you know, I don't. You know, I don't think that's really a big thing to Derek at this point. I think he knows this is his football team and, um, you know, and, and he's working like it on the field and he's leading the way that we want him to lead and he's doing all the right things. I couldn't ask more from, from Derek Carr and very pleased with what he's doing so far. Chris, Josh, you Chris Deshaun and then Willie. Josh, you mentioned the, uh, the, the 
players being here and working hard and learning the new system and so forth, and I, I don't know what the percentage, 99% are here, whatever, nobody holding out, whatever, but is it partially because they got so much to learn and if they, if they weren't here, they'd be falling behind big time? Or, and what are the characteristics of this team? Yeah. I think the weather doesn't – I mean, the weather's not a negative. Um, you know, I've been, you know, other places where it's raining and windy and cold and, and all that at this time of the year. So um, I think a lot of guys enjoy being here. Um, you know, I think we have a great place to work out and train um, in the off season, uh, whether that's with us or on their own here. Um, but I think that there probably is certainly a level of um, urgency and excitement to – gain knowledge in the system and learn the material that is going to be presented to them. And we talked about that at the very beginning, you know, every coaching staff in the, in the NFL, every coaching staff in high school, you have to have some language. That's the only way that we can communicate with each other. And so um, our staff happens to know the language that we know, you know, it doesn't mean it's right for everybody. It doesn't mean it has to, it's the best. It just is what we know. And so, uh, they understand that we're trying to teach them that language and, and so that they can use it and be productive. So um, I just I'm, I'm excited. Like I said, we're you know, we, we haven't had perfect attendance. That's you know, it's a voluntary part of the offseason. Uh, we understand that. Um, but excited probably doesn't do it justice in terms of, you know, us being being you know, eager to coach the guys that are here every day. Uh, looking forward to pouring into them, you know, every single day that we have the opportunity to work with them. Um, you could see their spirit and attitude today. I mean, they're out there working. I mean, what is it, 94, 95 degrees, whatever it is. Um, they didn't, you know, they didn't flinch. And so um, I really like the spirit that we come to work with every day. We got great leadership from our, our, our leaders across the board on this football team. And uh, they're really doing a great job of setting the bar high and, and pushing their teammates to try to reach it. Josh, outside of Colin Kaepernick's workout, you guys, you know, this offseason, you signed Chase Garbers and Nick Mullins and, and traded for Jared Stidham, so you've added a lot of competition to that quarterback room. Why was that such an important point of emphasis this offseason? I mean, you know, there's there's nothing, you know, there's nothing more important than than that position. And um, and so, you know, and people say, well, you know, you got an established, we certainly do. And, you know, the, the next guy in line, you know, you don't really talk about him until he's the most important guy in your organization when the starter gets hurt, you know. And so uh, I know there's a lot of us on the staff that have lived through some of those injuries. I certainly have experience with that, um, you know. And so that's a, you know, this is one of the toughest positions, if not the toughest position to play in all of sports. So um, to try to, to constantly, you know, shuffle through and make sure that you're doing the best you can to, to provide competition in that room and to, to have guys in there that can learn and, and play and produce in your system with the with the group that we have is really an important part of of any football team and um, we, you know we're encouraging the competition right now you know they're all competing with each other whether it's an individual drill a seven on seven a team drill um, you know I think our our football team understands that you know competition is the way for each player to improve you know if you're out there working on your own and there's no threat of competition. Um, sometimes it you know can get lazy and, and lackadaisical, and so uh, we're trying to promote that at every spot we can. Um, you know, and we, we've got a, a full roster basically right now, and those guys are all out there working hard. But you know, the guys that we have now are, are learning. Um, you know, there's there's really like I said, there's and you mentioned it. There's a bunch of young players in our system right now, and so each day is an opportunity for them to grow. Um, Derek's been tremendous in terms of his ability to learn it, pick it up pretty quick. Um, so he kind of pushes it a little bit, which is great. Um, and then, you know, the other guys are, are coming along.
All right, there it is, Josh McDaniels. We're going to finish it up on the other side. Obviously, we have to come back in a moment, and we'll play it as long as it goes. I think it's a long press conference. He said a lot of interesting things, as we're brought to you by Remy Martin. Team up for excellence, the new botanist gin. You'll be hearing a lot about that this summer. And a big part of what Remy Martin does, the explosion of botanists in Vegas. If you're a gin drinker, you like a gin and tonic, or any drink that has gin in it. Botanist is your choice on the flagship of the Silver and Black. Depending on how much longer the head coach speaks, we'll carry it on the other side. This is Raider Nation Radio. This JT the Brick Legends moment is brought to you by M Resort, the official team headquarters hotel of the Las Vegas Raiders. He's got Renfro is to his left. And Here they come. And here they come. Blitz is picked up. Jones is open. Jackpot, baby. Vegas touchdown. This time, no doubt. Put it in the W column, baby. This one's over. And a baby. Brent Musburger on the call. It's Brent's birthday today. Today he is 83, the voice of the Raiders. I spoke to him on my dad's birthday. My dad turned 84 on Tuesday. And Brent called and wished my son and dad a happy birthday. That was cool. JT, back with you, SalmonAshInjuryLaw.com, because you deserve what's right. Let's go back to the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. More from the head coach, Josh McDaniels. Just to piggyback off that, because earlier you had said that the entire team, through meetings and then these first three days, and, and that they, they really sort of picked things up in the quarterback room with those four guys. Was there, is it... A big difference, comprehensive, in terms of what they've had to learn and how pleased are you with what you've seen that they've had to sort of soak in mm-hmm. and put it out there for the last three. You're talking about what they've had to learn before they got here? Yeah, with the new system. You mean before they got here? You're talking about what they've been asked about before they got here or since we've been here? Oh, I mean, look, I mean, um, the young kid that, you know, just just came here after the draft, um, Chase is, is working his butt off. Um, it's just a lot of it's a lot of stuff, you know. And, and in college football, there's a lot of this stuff that we ask them to do that they don't really necessarily, um, you know, do a lot of. So uh, he's poured himself into it. He's grinding away every day, makes some mistakes, tries to learn from them, um, you know. And Nick and Jared are both, you know, veteran guys. Um, they've got some experience, not a ton, um, but eager, smart. Um, all of them are smart, you know. So. Uh, there's no question about that, and, and there's some competition. They're making some good plays, and then there's some things to learn from. So um, just excited about that whole group, the way they work with each other, the way they push each other. Um, that's what we're looking for. Time for a few more to go. Adam, Levi, and Q. You, you've been in this position before, but it's been a while. Like, what does it feel to kind of be you know, running practice in the way that you everybody has their roles, obviously, but to have your voice kind of be where it is done? Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's it's uh, – you know, I've, I've been looking forward to an opportunity like this for a number of years now, and um, I'm just I'm so blessed to have the staff that we have and the group that we have working and the support staff that we have around me. I mean, it seemed it, my they make my job easy. You know, I'm just trying to keep us on schedule and on time and um, and those kind of things. But I couldn't say enough things about the staff here, um, the strength and conditioning guys, the trainers, the equipment people that make this thing go. Um, you know, they, they do a tremendous job, and our coaching staff is doing a great job. They're here real early. They're here late at night just making sure all the information is prepared. And, 
Um, you know, but I feel like I've learned a lot. I feel like it's slowed down for me for sure. doesn't mean anything at this point in time of the year. doesn't have any bearing on what's going to happen, you know, down the road. But um, definitely feel a, a different comfort level now in terms of understanding what my role is and, and how to do it better. And it's, it's uh, you know, it's funny because when you're the coordinator, you can actually have a good period. When you're the head coach, it doesn't matter who wins or loses. The head coach usually has a – you know, just frustrated with somebody somehow or other. But, uh, you know, that's part of being the head coach. <clears throat> coach, uh, even though you had leaders on this team like Derek Carr and Max Crosby that were here before you, are you pleased with the way they've been able to take your vision and be able to spread it across the rest of the roster? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's, our, it's our idea of what to do. But ultimately, the culture is going to be decided by the people. Um, that that do that, you know, that take it and and lead uh, within their own part of the building, whether it's players in the locker room, coaches, you know, the people at the top of their departments, um, they're the ones responsible, you know, and um, and so I, you know, we just want to come in and work hard. We want to try to put the team first, um, you know, and and do our job and and try to do everything we can to to get better each day. And they're the ones that do all the hard work, you know, so. Um, very pleased with the way that the guys are leading, um, the effort that they put in, the time that they put in, um, how much they demand of themselves, which I think you have to do before you can start pushing other people. Um, it just speaks for itself. And then, you know, the, there's a lot of players that are, are following the right people. So um, excited about this group, uh, pleased with what they're doing so far, and still got a long way to go, you know, and, and eager to see how that's going to turn out as we go through the rest of the spring. There's a lot of competition and a lot of learning going on in the quarterback room, but how much does having Jared Stidham, who is familiar with your system as long as he has been in the league, how much does that help? Yeah, I mean, it, anytime you change teams and go somewhere where you're familiar with that, you can kind of skip a step or two. And, and Jared is now coming into a place where he knows the terminology, which is a good thing. Um, it doesn't mean that the performance is always going to be exactly what it needs to be, but um, it gives you a little bit of a leg up in terms of how quickly you can get to a point uh, where you can function and do all those things. Um, I think Jarrett's done a tremendous job, too, of sharing, um, and that's always a big thing. He's very unselfish. Uh, he's a great human being, and he's a great teammate. So um, coming here and being, you know, giving with his time, whether it's Nick or Chase or Derek, you know, just having open conversations with those guys because he's actually been through this with the same person, you know, who's who's kind of pushing him in that direction now. So um, he's got a familiarity with Bo and Mick, myself, Carmen. Um, he's heard some of the terminology. He's been in some of those meetings. He's heard the corrections. So um, he's been great, you know, in terms of just being able to, to share information and try to improve the whole group. Last three guys will go John Hondo and then Vinny. There's a lot of curiosity if this is going to be a, a New England in the desert. Is How much operationally mirrors what you did there? Um, you know, like I said, it's hard for, it's hard for anybody to leave there. And I, and I didn't know this on, you know, a while ago, but it's hard for anybody to leave there and, and try to replicate, you know, everything that happens there. Um, and it's probably true across the board in all the sports, you know, and, um, and I made the mistake of trying to do too much of that the first time. Um, I think you just got to be able to be yourself and, um, you know, I think we have a, uh, you know, we have a good thing going in terms of the direction that we've started things in. Um, but there's definitely the football part of it and, and the belief in what, what the belief in how to win or lose and, and some of the strategy and those kind of things. Very, very much what I know. That's all I know. But I would say the, the interpersonal interactions each day, 
um, the flow of the day, um, you know, some of those other things that, you know, that you could choose to copy if you, if you wanted to. Um, you know, we have a lot of great people, like I said, and, and so being able to just, you know, give them their responsibility, they know what their roles are and let them go do their jobs. Um, I think is really important for me. It's really important for them to know that I support them and that I'm, I'm just here to be a resource and try to help them if I can. And if I can't, then I'm going to learn from them. So um, it's been, it's been great in terms of just trying to put that, you know, uh, into motion here. I think the players and coaches know, like, you know, it's, it's not going to be that way. Um, I'm not Bill, you know, and, and I don't, I can't be. And so I'm not going to try and um, I just want to try to be myself and hopefully I can be a good leader for our team. Josh, you signed Chandler and Devontae, two superstars, but they come in with no ego, no prima donna, and have quickly become leaders. What's that say about their work ethic and character that the team's already following and they've only been here a few weeks? Yeah, they're they're really good people. I mean, they're great human beings, and um, they come in to work, and they don't – there's no uh, – they don't, they don't presume to be treated any differently, you know, and I think that's a great thing. It speaks a lot to their teammates. Um, they want to be one of the guys, you know, and – um, and if, if they do something wrong, we correct them just like we would correct someone else. You know, they don't want to be um, receiving special treatment. And, and I think that really helps the messaging, you know, and they're willing to take time with other players. Uh, they're also really two of our hardest workers, you know, so they're out there busting their butt. Um, they're trying to, to learn and, and, and improve in their own role in the system. Um, and then help others along the way. But their presence here speaks a lot to what their goals are. Uh, they want to help our team improve. They want to improve uh, individually and try to make their units as good as they can be. And, um, yeah, two, you know, huge acquisitions. Uh, among others, uh, as you see, there's a lot of new people out there, obviously, that are working really hard. But uh, really excited to, to coach both of those guys uh, and see how they can acclimate, you know, as Raiders this year. Josh, you had mentioned during the offseason the importance of getting to know Derek Carr, the person building that human relationship. Uh, you're now getting into the football aspect of Derek Carr, and I'm, he seems like a football nerd in a lot of ways. Uh, how's that relationship going and, and just that interaction going from yeah. a football sense? Great. Um, I really enjoy him uh, in every way. Um, he's a great human being, and uh, he's a really smart football player. Um, you know, and uh, you don't have to say it five times for him to get it. Um, you know, I just, you know, there's a natural uh, way he learns that is pretty easy for a coach, um, and he's a great leader, you know. So um, his teammates follow him. He's a competitive guy. He wants to do it the way you want it done, um, which I love that about him. He uh, he knows that I'll give him some gray, but he don't want the gray. He wants, hey, tell me exactly how you want it done. I'm going to try to do it that way. So. Um, just a great process. Um, really excited about the time I've got to spend with him so far and uh, looking forward to developing that relationship more and more as we go. A very coachable guy. Uh, like I said, sets the bar high here early, stays late, does everything you could ask of him. All right, everybody, that's it. Josh McDaniels went a long way. That's a nice press conference. They're not going to all be that long. This is really his first since it was announced as the head coach, along with Dave Ziegler, of the GM of the team. But that is a big deal. So I hope you enjoyed that. He had a lot to say. Be the first in the Raider Nation to react to that press conference, 702-365-9200. We're brought to you by Grimaldi's Pizzeria, hands down my favorite pizza in Vegas. Only at Grimaldi's Pizzeria can you get famous New York-style coal-fired brick oven pizza that you crave. Four locations in the Vegas Valley. 
I go to Boca Park. Love it there. Vince and the team. I want to thank Grimaldi's for being a tremendous partner and generously providing us with $50 gift cards to give away to our loyal fans. Let's react to Josh McDaniels next. This JT the Brick Legends moment is brought to you by M Resort, the official team headquarters hotel of the Las Vegas Raiders. And Daniel Carlson is on to put a little frosting on the cake. A little 47-yarder. Jackpot, baby! Let's go to Cincinnati! Yeah, baby! Brent Musburger on the call. Brent's 83 today. You should wish him a happy birthday. Don't you think that'd be right? The voice of the Raiders and the voice of sports for a long time. The Godfather. JT, back with you. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Brought to you by the fighting spirit of Modelo. I have a bucket of Modelo's on Friday. I will have a bucket of Modelo's this Friday. Modelo, proud partner of our show. I thought that was a really good press conference. It was long. It was very detailed. Good questions. You kept hearing Josh McDaniels talk about the human beings. I caught that a bunch. He said, Derek Carr, great human being. Same thing at Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams, the work ethic. You weren't going to get a lot of Kaepernick there, and I thought the answer was pretty standard. We're not talking about players who aren't on the team. Colin Kaepernick is not on the team. He tried out or worked out, excuse me, yesterday. So I still think that's an important topic today, and we're going to talk about it next hour. Uh, Vinny Bonsignor, Tom Looney will join us because we prepared to talk about Colin Kaepernick today because it's the biggest story in the NFL. So if you're late to the show, you can dial in. We'll get you up hopefully now or next hour, 702-365-9200. The depth at that position, it's not a concern for me. You know, I think there should be people working out every day to play right tackle. You want to bring in people to do workouts, bring in six or seven right tackles, but who are you going to bring in at right tackle who's famous? who's out of a job, and good, nobody. So what's going to happen here is June 1st is right around the corner. And I've always predicted, and my predictions have been pretty good as of late with this new regime and what's happening. I think on June 1st, by the night of June 1st, June 2nd, the latest, they're going to have a right tackle. I don't know that to be true. I'm assuming it because I think they're going to be able to find a player and they're going to be able to, as the cap is friendlier, find a way to get another asset on the offensive line. Linebacker would be great. Linebacker would be great if there's one available. Normally, there is on cut downs, and you can find someone. I thought Josh McDaniels was really good because he answered all those questions. He made it clear he's not Bill Belichick. He's not trying to be Bill Belichick. You heard the term language often. You're talking about the language there. I really believe that that's a complicated topic because of how complex Gruden's language was. Now we move to Josh McDaniels. And that complex language and how you can get these guys up to speed. The offensive line is going to go on the snap count. They're going to go on the snap count. The quarterback is going to have to change the plays and change out of certain plays to the Josh McDaniel way of running a hurry-up offense and a quicker offense. More and more Raider fans that I talk to want to see a faster offense. Isn't that fair to say, everybody? Don't you want to see an offense that is more alert, faster, comes to the line of scrimmage knowing exactly what they want to do, We don't want to see the play clock come down to under three seconds where the other team knows the ball needs to be snapped. So they're getting kind of an advantage on their rush. We don't want to see plays changed all the time. 
I think that's going to be a big difference. There were good coaches here. Now these are new coaches. And Josh McDaniels is a master play caller. How about what he said they didn't have a good period today? They did laps. Uh, Vinny will join us later. I want to dive into that. I didn't expect to hear that today, that they did not have a good period at their OTAs today at all. So they ran laps. That's cool. Nothing wrong with that. So it's going to be different around here. Not saying it's going to be unique. It's going to be different. And I think Raider fans, you just got about 40 minutes of the head coach. This is the flagship station. In every market around the country on the flagship, they react to the head coach. Sound off like you got a pair. 702-365-9200 on the home of the silver and black.